You are listening to Unsubscribe episode 4 titled Work-Life Balance. The conversation today is all about work-life balance as the name describes priorities, toxic work environments and toxic work relationships, career identities and how we figured out what we wanted to be. Um, and we also described, talked about periods of being out of work, changing in careers and also taking time out to rest. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Please do take a listen. Welcome back to another episode of Unsubscribe. You are with myself, Tanya. Kimmel. And Jade. They're actually in my house, so they are highly privileged. The Wonder Three. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte, you're you're part of the Wonder Four, but you're not here. <laughs> the ladies of Unsubscribe. Um, if you guys are joining us um, and you don't know the Unsubscribe crew, we've got as I've, they've said, Jade, Canel, myself, and we've also got Sam, Charlotte, and Joel. Um, but you will catch them on subsequent or previous uh, podcasts. I'm really looking forward to today. Um, if you haven't seen it on the title, we're talking about a work-life balance. Um, everything to do with career, navigating those spaces. Maybe we'll touch on interactions at work. Um, because I think that as Christians, we and we were just talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, well, just before we started recording, how as Christians in every sphere of our lives, we need to represent ourselves mm. accordingly um, and, yeah, be that ambassador of Christ. So, But we'll get into that much later on into the su- in the subject. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us. Um, if you don't know where to find us, we're also on um, socials like Instagram and Facebook. So one of you guys know the handle, right? Or nah? Unsubscribe by Bright City Church UK. Lovely. And that's on both Instagram and Facebook, think, right? Uh, Facebook might be unsubscribe underscore Bright City Church. We'll put it in the... we yeah. put the links to all of that um, yeah. when we release the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah but if please we want to encourage you guys to connect with us we are trying to remain active on our socials um and so yeah do trying being the key word (laughs) work-life balance exactly i was gonna say work-life balance it's not easy but yeah um just the start of the conversation i wanted to ask the ladies um about their careers you know we have this whole thing when we grow up we have an idea of what we want to be but the older we get, life goes in different twists and turns and, you know, um, what we initially thought we were going to do changes. So I'll start off with Canel. <laughs> she hates being put on the spot and I love people, people, putting, pe- people eh? putting people on the spot. <laughs> Canel, what would you say, well, what did you want to be when you grew up? Grew up? I wanted to be a paediatrician for a long time until I realized around 15 that I hate math and (laughs) physics and chemistry and you need to be good at these topics to go to medicine school. So the dream just went away. And then how did you kind of navigate from 15 to now into what you're doing? Well, I feel like I'm a late boomer. Hmm. Like... I don't know, when I see people that they always know what they wanted to do and they're doing, I'm like, how, when, mm. why? Mm. <laughs> I just find it fascinating, sometimes weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then 
I guess in retrospection, now looking back, which I'm going to say, well, I feel like I want to do when I grow up mm-hmm. in my 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think in retrospection, I kind of always wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but because it just wasn't a, an option, as in it was just not something that was put to, my, to me as like, you mm-hmm. can do this. It wasn't even, yeah, something I was questioning or yeah. wondering if I could do. And then it's only later on I realized, well, actually, I wish I knew that, but I could have done that before because mm-hmm. I could already be doing it. Yeah. Um, so what is it? Yeah, I really want to be a chef. That's like You're my dream. Amazing at baking and cooking. Yeah. Well, thank you, but that's literally my dream. I wish I went to cooking school, canary school, when I was, you know, in age mm. of starting mm. uni and this kind of things. Um, and then, yeah, I mean. Things work out for the best, isn't yeah, it? Even yeah. if you didn't start. But just yeah. like looking, I'm like, yeah, it's not something that I just figured out late in life. It's like something that I'm like, it was always there. Just, mm-hmm. you know, if something is not spelled out as an option, yeah. you just may not even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you, yeah. Now, I was 28 and yeah. I'm like, finally, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to pursue that dream. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Do you know what? Like you said, sometimes it's, a time factor everything mm. happens and it's in the right season so perhaps in the previous times um i don't know maybe you needed to go through those different routes and then to, yeah. to land where you are now um but that's really cool how about you jade what did you want to be when you grew up i had so many things <laughs> that i wanted to be but they all revolved around the same thing basically so mm. my first word was plain oh as really child, like as a baby um we lived under the concord flight path okay, um, and I was just obsessed with planes hmm. so f- forever it was always something to do with aviation or being up in the sky oh, wow. uh, I think my first ever uh, thought was I'm going to be an astronaut and I knew everything about the solar system oh. every, like I could tell you all the facts like you know kids get mm-hmm. a bee in their bonnet and mm-hmm. they run with it kind of thing and, and um, yeah I soon realised Actually, I think I'd rather pl- fly planes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be uh, a pilot. Pilot, and I promised my whole family that I'd take them on holiday <laughs> and be a pilot. And then I, because I was really interested in fast planes, mm-hmm. hence the Concorde thing. I really wanted to be part of the mm-hmm. RAF. So, but they discontinued. Time, the- they did discontinue. <laughs> there was one massive. One huge accident mm. um, crash and the Concorde was... I remember it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Turn your Disruption. phone off. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, basically that's what I wanted to do, just being a fighter pilot for a long time. And that went on for ages. All, I think, from about six until I was about 13. Mm. That was the, my idea in my head. Mm-hmm. My eyesight got really, really bad. Oh no! So, uh, oh, turns out I couldn't, couldn't be. Couldn't I be knew it was going to be that because I'm looking at you, obviously wearing glasses. Yeah. So I was like, I bet it's going to be about that. Yeah. But that would have been that would have been it for me. That was it. And then when I realised I couldn't fly planes because how how bad my eyes were at that particular point, and that kind of happened later in life, um, kind of like the deterioration of my eyes. Hmm. Um. I thought, oh, I still want to be in the RAF, so I'll be an RAF engineer. Mm-hmm. And a bit like what you said, Canal, had to be kind of good at maths and <laughs> yeah. physics and oh, these kind of things. Oh, it's the like, topics. No, I'm good, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to, no, thank yeah. you. And I just quickly changed my mind. Then all of a sudden I was going to be a lawyer. 
Like I went oh, from that is yeah. so different. So so different. <laughs> but everybody kept on saying to me, Jade, you're an advocate. You're an advocate. Mm. You, you, know, you love to shout for people. You 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 definitely one of those people who can can get somebody out of trouble for no reason. I'm like, mm. oh, is that what we classing lawyers are as now? People that get other people out of trouble. Cool, fine. Um, and so for a long time, I really wanted to be a lawyer. Again, really short story, long, <laughs> long story <laughs> short. Um, I went to do my work experience mm. and I was 15, but you had to be 16 to do your work experience in a law firm. Mm-hmm. And I was a couple of months off from, and they just would, nobody would accept me oh, wow. I was 15. So I didn't get the work experience in the law firm that I wanted mm-hmm. and it just kind of like, I thought, oh, well, That's screw that you, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want that now anyway. Um, Too legalistic for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually I did. I did my work experience with my sister. Mm-hmm. She worked for the YMCA at the time. And that's when I decided on what I wanted to do. Oh, wow. Which is? Oh, that's a good question. So I wanted to work with uh, disaffected young people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Mm. Disinfected young people. Disinfected. <laughs> no, disaffected. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why does I that mean? <laughs> disinfected young people disinfected would be terrible. Disaffected. Yeah, I was very confused. <laughs> you never really knew exactly well you knew what you wanted to be but that wasn't what you ended up doing yeah and yeah. that's okay i guess yeah. um we can even do some take-home messages if you are a young person um or even just a person in general mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to be good at math chemistry and physics <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're not good at those you can write off you a can't be of... an engineer or a doctor. exactly right i'm just kidding just kidding which is <laughs> <laughs> so discouraging <laughs> no but if you um if you feel like you're confused about what you want to do, there's still a lot of time to figure so it out. Time. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like, people figure out so late. Like, my mom mm. is... She's probably going to be furious that I'm saying her age. But <laughs> she's going to be 60 in six months. And she's now decided that she wants to do something like so different than what she's done before. Oh, wow. And she... Every time I call her, she's got a new entrepreneurship oh, business wow. idea cool. in the Caribbean that she's going to do. At that. the moment, she's doing pedicures for old people that don't really have much fun in their life. Oh, um, that's really nice. Yeah, it's like it's really fun to see like all the things she wants to do. Mm. And um, but at the same time, there's a dream that since I was like forever, she, mm. I know that she's always been one to do, which mm. is to be able to welcome children oh. and the children that need uh, medical attention mm-hmm. and to welcome them from um, disadvantaged countries and you know when they go to get medical oh, treatment yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. to host them whilst that's happening and then oh, they go okay. back and she's kind of trying to build that up um, and that's a dream that's been like nurturing her for over 30 years oh, wow. so it's not too late it's never too late yeah. it's never exactly. too late. I mean it's too late to become a doctor for myself <laughs> um, but yeah like some dreams can just like come from different things. Yeah. Like Jade said she was passionate about planes. I wanted to be a pediatrician because mm-hmm. I always had really bad health and I mm-hmm. and I just wanted to support my pediatrician. That's how we came mm-hmm. up when I was a toddler. I said, oh. I will be helping you when I'm growing up so oh, that you can go retire, basically. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, everyone has different dreams for different mm-hmm. reasons, but mm-hmm. sometimes they take a long time. Oh, yeah. I'm qualified. qualified in her role when she was 50. Yeah, she's five zero. Five zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but she had maybe three or four 
career careers but yeah i actually am an advocate for that i do not i personally don't feel like i'm due to have like supposed to have one career yeah, yeah even the at thing. the same time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there sometimes i talk to joy i'm like i want to do different things but mm. at the same time am i being weird and no like i think just do it. it's like a pattern that mm-hmm. society says you have to do these mm. for like this way but yeah. then why do you have to that's like I just want to say the 1960s whereby people could have one job for life mm-hmm. whereas nowadays you have to be really open-minded to think okay I can do this for a period of time and then switch and do something else mm-hmm. um, yeah. I feel like growing up you know looking from the African context there was a very specific thankfully my parents weren't as prescriptive prescriptive and like they didn't tell me you have to do this and this but a lot of people growing up as Africans it's either lawyer engineer or doctor mm-hmm. those are the only roles that you really could do and you expected to be that for the rest of your life but I feel like nowadays our generation is finding their own ways in their own mm-hmm. parts yeah. you know um which I think is so exciting and there are so many honorable things to do basically mm. for me i think anything can be an honorable so job as, well. as long as you know this is what you're meant to do yeah, because that's a good point. it may not be for me something that i'm like oh mm. it's a dream job but mm-hmm. it's not about me yeah. if jade is doing her job you know like when yeah. jade says what she wants to do i'm like i hate teenagers so <laughs> this is just like sounds like for a sure. nightmare job for yeah, me for sure. but you need people first of all in all different areas for of sure. your life and then yeah, if God has gifted you mm-hmm. with one thing, then go for it. But yeah. sometimes, oh, sorry, that goes back to the point I was making. Mm. God can give people with multiple things. Yeah. And then we should just embrace it because it's yeah, like the... Sure. Um, oh, I forgot the word. Mm. Those stories that Jesus uses. Parable, parable thank you. Oh, okay. It's like that parable of talents. Yeah. And he gave different amount to different people. Yeah. Yeah. And then he expects a different amount back yeah. from different people. And that's something I'm trying to work on at the moment, thinking yeah. I'm not weird for wanting to do different things no, at the same time. Sure. It's just if God mm-hmm. gave me different things, mm-hmm. he gave me different things. I like the point you said about honouring, every job is honourable. Yeah. So, for example, like in our generation, we really want to be in those high-earning, high-managerial-type yeah, roles. Yeah. They're the ones that everyone's going for. But let's just say, for an example, being a bin man is just as honourable as being a lawyer. Definitely. It's still serving. And, and Imagine you don't have anyone that's like a janitor. Thank you. Yeah. Being, I don't know if you say janitor in England. Yeah, shoppers. Yeah, we yeah. need them. That literally yeah. stack the shelves up. Yeah. People go, oh, you're going to have a shelf stacker. Well, they were it the front cool. line during the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. No, but yeah. even forget the pandemic. Mm. Like, <laughs> if you don't have anyone stacking the shelves, how yeah. are you going to do your shopping? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, everything is important. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is everything is connected to make mm-hmm. everything run yeah like, to make the world run yeah right? yeah and no one is a lesser person of course or a better person depending mm. on their job mm. For sure. like a doctor is not better mm-hmm. than the cleaning lady yeah yeah, yeah. and exactly. too often that is what society says yes they look it exactly is you know it's like oh really you want to be mm. yeah like, really like it's dis- disheartening mm-hmm. almost because yeah cool whilst we need doctors and stuff to help us mm. live and whatever mm-hmm. we also need the, the small man quote I'm mm-hmm. using air quotes I'm not on camera I remember mm-hmm. um, to, to help us live and yeah, that's yeah. I think it's it, it depends on how we define success everyone wants to be yeah. successful everyone mm-hmm. thinks that having these managerial roles means that you're being successful I personally think being successful is being exactly where God wants you to be because yep. yeah. you will find that there's a, there's a 
a grace to where you are. Imagine yeah. you're gunning for like the top CEO position and it's not for you. Mm-hmm. You get into that CEO position and you absolutely hate it. Yeah. So I, I feel like with, of course, it's not to say that people can't or be you're ambitious. not good at it. Or you're not good at it. And there's someone, you're basically taking up the role that someone else yeah. could be in. Um, so I think that we should be sensitive to know ex- and be comfortable and self well, confident where God puts us. Yeah. It may not be yeah. um, a high-flying role that your peers may be in, but that's exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So that gives me a question for you girls. Yeah. Have you ever had or been in a situation where you were maybe ashamed or you had like bad mm-hmm. feelings towards a job you were doing like or some question. or a job that someone close to you was doing? Yeah. As in like your you were embarrassed or your family? Yeah, yeah, embarrassed. Oh, and yeah. if that's the case, how did you manage it? <laughs> Listen, I've been a housekeeper. I've been a <laughs> I've done I've done many roles. I've been a housekeeper in a hotel. Um and at that point I was broke. And I was praying to God like, Lord, I need a job and my circumstances I was at uni and I um I just I just didn't I needed money, really. And I was praying one day and I think I walked into one hotel that's on campus and I said, Oh, I'm looking for a role and they barely interviewed me and they just gave me the job. And to me I was just like I can't believe I got this job, but I wouldn't necessarily be out there saying, oh, I'm a housekeeper because people don't consider that role to be anything. And I was, I was embarrassed, but in hindsight, like at the time I just felt like I'm doing this because it's putting food on my table. I Mm -hmm. need to, I need to survive. So I do have to do what I have to do. So I guess that's just how I, I work my way around it. Is that the question you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. How, so now that obviously Mm there's like in the past, yeah. what would you say to someone that was having the same... Oh, it's feelings. character building. It, and I learned a lot of like techniques, cleaning up the house. I feel like there's nothing that's wasted. That's one point I'll say about different careers. There, there's things called transferable skills. Yeah, and yeah. I've been able to take on those housekeeping skills because I'm able to maintain my own house and not be like struggling to change the bed and do all of these things. So yeah. listen, I'm grateful for that job. I'm grateful for that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you're not a lesser person for having done no. that job. It didn't define you. I had a job. That's that, that, you know, that was the, the main thing I was able to, to sustain my livelihood. Um, so I, I, I'm grateful, you know, you had yeah. a job and you were able to, like you said, pay your bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting the speak louder. <laughs> from um Kanal. but yeah i think it's it is so important to almost be in a job that you don't like as well i agree um because you can't get everything handed to you on a plate mm-hmm. because you have to understand that in the real world yeah there's gonna be things that you like and that you dislike there's gonna yeah. be people that you like and that you dislike and they're yeah. gonna be everywhere they could have been ranging from your teachers in school mm. to your bosses mm. at work and mm. all of those kind of things so it's really important to mm. I'm not saying that you should stay in the job that you hate at all. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But I'm saying like it's really good, like what mm-hmm. Tanya was saying for character yeah. building mm-hmm. and for understanding how to uh, act and uh, what's that word I want to use? Carry yourself. Carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of the mm-hmm. air that you bring. Yeah. Even the, like spiritually, you learn so much. Sure. Yeah. Like, loving a boss that. Yeah. You have really different <laughs> feelings towards <laughs> for example or a colleague yeah. or you know yeah. it's hard yeah. but then it's like it's what God wants us to do you yeah. know and then even like sometimes God sends us purposefully mm-hmm. to places that mm. we are fighting back to go yeah and when we come out of it we're like it was horrible yeah. but thank you for sending me there yeah. still anyway sure. I remember going to I, I worked um in a local secondary school mm. for a few years and the first two years or so were 
were really good. I really enjoyed it. I had a mm. really stable uh, group of colleague friends who mm-hmm. were just really supportive and um, my bosses were amazing mm-hmm. and the kids were great that I was working with mm. and then my boss retired and got this new lady in mm. and she just rubbed me up the wrong way like from the moment she got there and it was clear that she didn't like me from the get-go and mm. it was cool I was like whatever fine mm. is what it is and I just remember it got to the point like towards the end mm-hmm. where I was where I was saying oh thank you god that I have this job and that you've given me a working ethic because whatever I do I'm still gonna do it well yeah but I can't I can't be here anymore this woman I can't I can't deal with her mm. and I left the job that I was really good at, I mean, it didn't pay me very well, but mm-hmm. it, I was really good at that role. Um, and I left because of her, mm. like, basically, this 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 lady. Mm. But also, I think about even getting the job, I was initially turned down for it, and then a week later they called me and said, oh, we've had a rethink, can mm-hmm. you come? And then I was like, yeah, great, fine. Mm. Um, and I think that four years really built my character. Like, yeah. We we we've spoken a lot about that today, mm. really about building character, but mm-hmm. just being up the roles and responsibilities that I had, mm-hmm. and then when I was able to move on, I was able to step into a much higher position mm. based on the roles and responsibilities that I had to have, yeah. based on the roles and responsibility that this new person came in and, and implemented into the job. Wow, and. I mean, if it was if it was down to kind of like just cruising as I was in the first two years, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't, have, you are. wouldn't have it. Mm. Wouldn't have those skills. Mm. But then for that final two years, mm. I was just like, yep, yeah, cool. Well, this is what we. This mm. is now what we have to do. We have to fill in diaries. We yeah. have to do interventions. We have to do all these different things. Yeah. Wouldn't have had that. Yeah. And I was able just to be like, oh yeah, here yeah. you go. This is what I've been doing for the yeah. last two years, or yeah. two and a half years. And they go, great, you're perfect for the job. And literally, it was like double and then some my salary yeah. at that particular point and I was like oh, okay so, so that this woman that I couldn't stand yeah. came in did what she ever she needed to do mm. which effectively helped me even though she hated me and I reciprocated it mm. you know it's cool like yeah it'd be like that God sometimes uses our worst experiences to prepare us or mm. like the hardest experiences like as you're talking I'm thinking about like for example Joseph in the Bible where he was you know put in the uh, what's his name? Some person's house. I forget. Potiphar. Thank you. I was going to say Pharaoh. <laughs> Potiphar's house. And he was a servant and doing all of that running of his of his um, boss's house, I guess. And in his, he was told that he was going to be managing, he was going to be in a, a leadership role and I get, like a proper role. But he could have been like, but why am I here? Like, this does not make any sense. Meanwhile, God was actually preparing um, Potiphar for, mm. sorry, Joseph, Joseph for what he was going to do in in Pharaoh's house, yeah. you know. So it's yeah. we never we never know where mm. God wants to take us, mm. but yeah. we know that He's got our best interest in Absolutely. mind, and we know that all things work together. For mm. I don't know this verse in English. It's oh, Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. Let me just grab it to say it. And my phone is like not working. And we know that all things are working together for good for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, I think. Who needs to buy what they've got Tanya? Exactly. (laughs) Romans eight twenty eight. So it is absolutely it's something to always yeah. remember when mm-hmm. it doesn't go well at all when yeah. we're like, Oh my goodness, when is yeah. this going to end? Yeah. Um yeah. or I hate this yeah. or you know, whatever reason you're finding yourself mm. work wise, mm. career wise, I mean to be fair, any situation doesn't have to be career related that we're mm-hmm. talking career right now, yeah. Is 
We don't know why. We don't know what's after. We don't know where it's going to lead. But we do know that it's going to be fine because God's got us and and we can rely on him yeah. for the present versus for the future. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think it's amazing how like God uses our jobs because if we think about it, eight hours of our day is spent at these places. Eight, more. sometimes. <laughs> more. Yeah. Mate, more and more. Eight, you travel sometimes when you include. That's a lot of commitment. Yeah. And that's just like actual physical time. Yeah. That's yeah. not the mental time yeah. that you've got. Exactly, yeah. Constantly having work on your mind. Yeah. Sunday, arrives and you're already stressing for about moment. it's like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it is is a huge time like it's yeah let's talk about that like how do like, wait you, sorry tanya you never told us where you wanted to yeah, be when you were I growing actually up didn't ask. <laughs> I, have a, I have a habit of doing that i ask people questions and never answer my own questions um i like you guys wanted to be a lot of things but i distinctly remember wanting to be a midwife gynecologist slash um what's it called now, obstetrician, so that's sort of like a baby doctor and stuff. Um, I was actually quite close. I went to to uni and did a biomedical science and the plan was to go on to do medicine. Um, Graduated uh, my bachelor's degree and I realized I do not want to do medicine. Um, I do not want to be a doctor. Although my other friends went on and and did that, I just felt like, no, this wasn't what I was called to do. Um, and you know, still at my, I'm 27, how old am I? 27 27 years old, (laughs) I forget my age, 27 years old, I'm still figuring it out, but I feel like what I'm doing now in the charity sector is more what I feel like I'm meant to do as opposed to doing like a science related Mm. degree. So yeah, I think much like Canel, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do and, and who I want to be. Um, Mm. And, you know, when I was, when I first graduated my bachelor's, I would put so much pressure on myself thinking, yeah, I have to have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be in a career because everyone was like, you know, literally yeah. it was like the, the moment you graduated, it was like a, like a horse race, mm-hmm. literally like from the finish line, you have everyone sprinting to get to somewhere. We, yeah. where is this somewhere? No one knows, but we're all in a hurry. <laughs> um, oh, I have to be, you know, I have to be getting a property, I have to get a car, I have to do this mm. and do... Yeah. And I feel like our generation is, is laboured with... The thing is, it's, it's appearance. It's image gang. That's all it is. It's not got nothing to do with... Um, and it's fears. A lot of it is fears. And it's fear. Because you feel like, oh, all my peers are supposedly or appearing to be successful and yeah. I'm just standing still. Mm. Meanwhile, you don't actually know what's going on in people's lives. You can think that someone is in a, a career. I remember... When I first graduated, I went and did this sales job. Ah, I was in <laughs> that thing for like two months and I said, this is not for me at all. I hated it. Um, and then I was unemployed for like six months. But yeah, I was like, I was in a rush, literally to be in a job, just so mm. I could say I had a job. But I hadn't taken the time out to figure out what I wanted. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. I'd say don't be in a hurry to... Yeah, don't be in a hurry to figure things out and let God yeah. lead you because he ultimately knows what yeah. you need. Sometimes, though, it is you don't have a choice to just take yeah, that's something, true. even if you know it's like, that's not what I want to do, that's not my thing. You may be in between jobs, you may be in the beginning. You know, circumstances of life, just yeah. sometimes you don't really, you need to pay bills at the end of the day yeah. if you're on the table. But that doesn't mean it's it's a dream breaker yeah. or that's it, you're stuck forever. Yeah. And then so sometimes, you know, 
people can have multiple careers at multiple times yeah. like maybe you're thinking oh that's it i find my career you'll be in it for like two years five mm-hmm. years ten years who knows and then move on to something yeah. else mm-hmm. and it's totally okay and totally normal mm. So I had a question for you guys. You guys are both married women, happily married. Mm. Um, and at some point, you guys would have had to... Well, obviously, you're both working as well. Oh, Yes, you're, wo- you're both working. Well, I'm in my summer <laughs> leisure. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I am yeah. usually working. Yeah, you're both back. usually working. Um, how did you guys navigate a work-life balance with husband life family life and working because for me it's really um obviously i'm going to be married soon and i'm genuinely this is not even for the podcast i'm wondering how on earth am i going to manage all of these responsibilities with work and because i'm i would say i'm quite all career orientated i love my career i want to build myself in my career but then obviously going into marriage Mm -hmm. is going to require a level of Involvement. I yeah. can't just be like. So you're gonna have to make time. Mm. I'm just gonna have to say that. Yeah. You're gonna have to make time, and it, sometimes you're gonna have to make big sacrifices to make those time. That make that time. Make time for whom? For make what? time for your your husband. <laughs> okay. For your partner, whatever. Yeah. Um, and also time for yourself. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Like whatever you can do for yourself, but you need to like you can't. It can't. Well, maybe you can. I don't know, but I think. It's really important for you to separate your, yourself and your partner mm-hmm. um, that time. So you can clear your own mind in yeah. that time and you can build on your relationship and yeah. have that. So if it's what, if you have to come to some sort of agreement, mm-hmm. whether it's weekly, mm-hmm. fortnightly, monthly, whatever, like on the first of each month, we're going to go out mm-hmm. and do something. I remember in your marriage, I don't, I don't remember your marriage, but <laughs> um, I remember seeing on the wall the things that you would do, like your tick list of things that you would oh, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In our house. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so important, mm-hmm. like almost your bucket list of things to do together, mm-hmm. making time separate from work, separate from your each of your individual needs at that particular point, just so you can spend time with mm-hmm. each other. Um so you have to be intentional you about have to be. yeah. It's mm-hmm. so important too because you it's easy to get stuck in a rut mm-hmm. of work home work home work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that become it can become mundane it can become uh, challenging for your mental mm-hmm. state as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so I just suggest that mm-hmm. going into that you need to make just all I'm saying is to make time make you have time. to make that time mm-hmm. it's so important but also like I said making time for yourself as well mm-hmm. but that's you going to the salon for three hours to get your mm-hmm. hair done your nails done if that's you sitting in the bath reading a book yeah you need to make sure that like I said that, that intentional time mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. away yeah. from work your own friends yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. away from work away from your spouse mm-hmm. equally with your spouse away from work mm. and just doing what you can in order to set the standard, raise the bar. Right? Yeah. Mm. I think definitely agree with what Jade said, so I'm not going to repeat what you said mm-hmm. um, because that is very true. Mm. And I'm guessing even more so when you have children, then it's, it's not that it's even more important, it's just there's another mm-hmm. layer of, oh, yeah. of yeah. something else that Trust you just, me. you know, in terms of priority. But I think there's 
also a few other things like one is making sure you have your priorities right because not everything in life is a priority right. and sometimes you know as human beings everything seems like it's the same level of importance, importance. or yeah. priority or because other people's priorities are a priority they put it back on us as a priority but it's like but it's it's not mine yeah. Yeah. it's, yeah. it's yours so mm. making sure you know for mm. yourself um as an individual what is your what are your priorities because there's more yeah. than one priority yeah um and then as a couple what are your priorities as well as a family what are your priorities mm-hmm. then once you've worked that out mm-hmm. you know things become a bit more clear because mm-hmm. you've got things that are like yeah these is just non-negotiables and then yeah. then there's an area where you can work with and then there's will be I mean, I want to say there will be, not yeah. like there probably will be, because I'm pretty sure there will be 100% things that you're like, yeah, this we can let go of, because, yeah, mm. yeah like, it's not, it would be lovely to be able to do everything, but we've got mm. 24 hours in a day. Mm. Um, and then I think on top of that, there's also knowing when to say no, right. and knowing when to say yes. Yeah. Um, both are very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the third one, which is when to say maybe, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they're all very important because some, I mean, a lot of people don't know when to say no. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a good and, one. And you need to say no because, well, first of all, you can't stop saying no if you don't know what your priorities are because mm-hmm. why are you going to say no to, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to say, you may, yeah, yeah. you may say no to things that are actually a priority or yeah. that should be higher up in the list or that are non-negotiables. Yeah. So you need to do that first. Yeah. And then saying no to... Um, a social event, say mm. no to mm-hmm. a ministry at church, say mm-hmm. no to, um, you know, it could be anything really. Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. even like sometimes a sacrifice, sometimes it's saying no to yourself. I know you said like make time for yourself, but mm-hmm. make time for yourself doesn't mean live like you were single. Exactly. So oh sometimes mm-hmm. you, everything doesn't always go great and maybe your partner at a certain time of life needs mm-hmm. you more than usual for whatever reason yeah. Yeah. and then maybe that means well for that time being it well it just means that i'm going to say no more to myself yeah. it doesn't mean that you're letting yourself go exactly. or that they don't respect you for not really be there for you it doesn't mean that it's mm. just you're a team you're you're mm. one person even if you're two individuals yeah. so it may be that at some point your spouse need you even if they don't know they do yeah to be their bigger presence could be for any reason really mm-hmm. could be emotional could be financial could be anything but then that means well you may have to say no to yourself a yeah. bit more um it could be the other way around where that's happened sometimes where with joel would just know yeah this is probably not spouse time mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that if it's me or if it's joel needs a bit more alone time or you know just for mm-hmm. whatever reason not even because we've we fall out never but it's just you know you don't know sometimes you just need to figure yourself out yeah, or absolutely. take time out mm-hmm. it could be saying no um to other people or the situation to families because it's yeah. so important that you're a unit it could be saying no to sometimes work and living you know, it could be that your your work is is be, has become a priority in your life, which is above God, above your spouse, above mm. your family, and maybe mm. that's what you need to say no to. It could be so mm. many things. Like every situation is unique, right? Mm. But then knowing when to say yes is important as well, because sometimes we don't recognize. Sometimes we want to have our own ways, mm. or sometimes you know we just don't always see things like with other people's perspective so to right. know when to say yes even when we don't want to or when we when we don't feel like 
doing it. Yeah. It's so important because sometimes it could be, I don't know, imagine you're very busy in your life already mm-hmm. and then God's calling you to do ministry at church, for example, mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't, like, this is too much. It's like, well, this is when you should say yes, actually. Mm-hmm. And then that means maybe saying no to something else. Yeah. Or it could be your family really needs... It's just so many different reasons. And then the last one is knowing when to say maybe. It's like, we've got all our priorities. We've got all the things that is like non-negotiables. And then there are things that you can play around. So these are the more like maybes. Like they won't come first, but they may be able to come if we figure out a way for them yeah, like mm. to happen. Being amenable, like mm-hmm. just... Having a little bit too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, mm. so. I think what you're saying is so good. And even like just thinking to myself, yeah, even someone listening who may not be married um, or have any responsibilities to do with, you know, being in a relationship, I think it's still so important. Like, all the principles you guys have described about being flexible, you know, having the priorities and also being intentional about carving mm. out space mm. um, for yourself or what, for what's important. Um, and I think I really want to stress that rest and work having a healthy work-life balance is incredibly biblical Mm, you know we look at um, genesis whereby even god himself um he created the world and then he rested from his labors and you know we look at the institution of the sabbath obviously there's so much more we can talk about that but effectively there is spaces and times we need to create us for ourselves in order to rest Mm. and Part of that Sabbath is remembering that, yes, I do all of these labors. Yes, I put my hand to the plow, but ultimately God is the one that provides for me because there is a fear, um, especially with like capitalism and you feel like you have to go, you have to constantly be on the, on the run. It's like, you feel like God isn't there who can't provide, if that makes sense, who doesn't provide. It's it's quite fear based because you feel like if I stop working, then my provision is going to end. Whereas as Christians, as believers, as children of God, we know that he's the one that provides us. Ultimately, yeah. he's our provider. Um, so yes, of course, it is it is biblical also to work, but it's also biblical to take time um, to rest. Yeah. Um, and when I was saying, so I'm just mm-hmm. adding, when I was saying maybe, sometimes it's not now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's like, exactly. well, maybe for the next six months, yeah. this, this is just going to have to change and maybe we'll yeah. revisit. And it's totally okay. Yeah. And maybe sometimes it was just for a period of time. Mm. You know, it's just like... Const- Continuously reevaluate yeah. this. I feel like um, I'm in a, in a not now place. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. And and I think that it's unfortunate that I my head is in a not now place, but uh, the reality is that I actually have to work right, right now. And when I say not now, I genuinely just want to be at home with Larry, like mm. the, the baby, mm. because I've just you know for various reasons yeah. I have to work. Yeah. Um, and that's really difficult as well as navigate all of her appointments and yeah. stuff like that, and that's just. It's tough, oh, no. yeah. but right, right. I'm in my head going. I don't, I don't want to be doing this right now. Right. Like, I actually just want to be a lady of leisure a mm-hmm. little bit, but but focus on mm-hmm. my family time mm-hmm. and then later on go back to work. Like, but actually, right at this particular moment, mm-hmm. it's not feasible just now. Mm-hmm. One day, hopefully, in the very mm-hmm. very near future. You, you know, it's interesting that Charlotte was mentioning that. And I, we didn't get time to, to fully touch on this, but working is, you know, you earn, uh, earning job is one thing, but working in the sense of being a mum, because that's a job in and of yeah, itself. Sure. Um, Maybe we can play what Charlotte Yeah, do you saying. know what? Let's actually give time to play this. Um, Charlotte couldn't be here today, but she sent us a voicemail message. Yeah. 
Here we go. Okay, so should women work? In my opinion, yes, they should work if they want to work. Um, and obviously that's like freedom of choice and contributing to the household. Um, but it also depends on what does work. What are you clarifying as work or what are you suggesting work is because work is going out earning a living and doing a job but also work as in raising a family is tough is the toughest thing that I have ever done and is tougher than me personally going to work um and that being said I think I've been off for like two and a half years I've been off for like two and a half years now and I'm now in a place where I'm ready to go back to work and I need to go back to work for, um, I don't want to say my sanity, but, you know, I've invested in a career, I've invested in my education and it would be a shame not to use that. Um, So, yes, I definitely agree that women should work. um, But like I said, it's personal choice and there may be seasons in their life where they have to put or prioritise whether that's children or a spouse or parents or something else in their life that, um, yeah, means they need to prioritise something else, basically. Also, from, like, the whole work-life balance thing, that is such, like, a good question um, in terms of, like, being able to say no to people and... It's, a, it's such a hard balance, basically, is, is what I'm suggesting. Even even from, like, a mum, obviously my work is the children at the moment, and my work-life balance is probably the poorest it's ever been in my, in my life because, ultimately, everything is about them, and I rarely, rarely take time for myself. I'm rarely without them. Um, and so my work-life balance at the moment is something that I massively struggle with in terms of having like time for myself and alone time in fact it was better when I was working um compared to what it is now I agree that shout out to you moms because you guys are like the unpaid workers of our society (laughs) (laughs) Um, Charlotte makes some really good points it is so tough Mm. so so tough and yeah I would agree that my work-life balance is probably worse now Mm. Mm. oh well actually I guess in a sense my situation is a little bit different to Charlotte's because Charlotte's solely with the children right now Mm, and I'm working with the children Mm. yeah working yeah like I found that this summer holidays was awful like it's been terrible trying to navigate a 12 year old and a one year old Mm. like that's well, that's well hard. Like trying to work out how to spend equal time with them and, and mm. still work and still be a wife and still be a house. That's why I said, how are you guys doing this? How are you not like... I mean, sometimes we, we're saying like, yeah, you do this, you do Sometimes you're like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh my gosh. And then it's happened like where mm. with Joe, we've had to be like, mm. right, we need to change things because it's yeah. clearly not working that's and i don't point. even have children but i'm yeah. like yeah for sure consistently yeah. revise it doesn't mean that okay we, we agreed this that's what we're yeah, doing you it. have to sometimes you feel yeah. well you, it's not so much you figure things out as mm-hmm. as you go mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've got to shout out to my my support network though because mm. even like even i think just about this summer holiday mm. like you're taking michael out my son 
tomorrow. Yeah. And that just in my head automatically makes me think, right, great, I don't have to mm-hmm. kind of like do something with him because someone else is going to do it. Like, mm. and, and I've allowed him. So in mm. his head, he's like, oh, well, mum's allowed it, so she's cool with it. It's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, she's, it's going to be fine. She said, yeah. So if I'd said no, he would have been, ooh, and then not done anything with him, he would have been really upset mm. by that. Mm-hmm. But I've said yes, and then he's going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And equally, like, just just like doing oh yeah just have to shout out to that support network the community the, the, help you have that, that village work, but yeah. is actually unreal yeah and um yes whilst we can say n- no mm-hmm. let, let's not keep on saying no so that the village decides they don't ever want to do anything ever <laughs> ever again to help you or mm-hmm. to i don't know whatever yeah. but yeah it's, it's it's really it's really flipping hard like yeah. trying to navigate all of that at mm. the same time, I completely get what Charlotte was saying. Boy, I was actually mm. going to come to the point about like obviously the, where I first heard this. No, I've heard this notion before, but one person was saying it recently, and I found it so funny. Um, there's this thing, this chat show that I don't necessarily watch, but I watched a clip, and she was just like, "Yeah, I don't intend to work. You know, I just want to stay at home and just be like a stay-at-home wife and stuff." That's me all over. That is what I've been Yeah, but she was just saying, like, I've, I've got a degree and stuff, but I don't even want to work. And it was just, not because, for any reason, she just said yeah. she doesn't want to work. Yeah. And I was just like, and there are some women recently that have started to say, like, I just want to stay at home, I don't want to work, mm-hmm. and just be a lady of leisure. That's me. <laughs> the chain is not the I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what, what, what status point Because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, on let's, let's be real. Like, if really had, if we had our, if we had our way, would would, would you be? Like, let me ask that question. If you had your way, would you? I be think working? answer no. that question first, Tanya, because <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like me and Jade would have a similar answer. I, do you know, I like doing things, so I would really struggle being a lady. I would find myself doing something. So the idea of sitting at home doing my pedicures all day would just bore me. So probably not. Okay, to that I would answer that's because you have a definition of not working yeah. that means doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And my definition of not working doesn't yeah. mean doing nothing. So my answer is I would love not to have to work. Well, what because it's doing? like, I would do loads, but the, the thing is, at the moment I'm like, I have to work. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have to work, mm-hmm. so I don't end up doing all the things I want to be doing okay. because yeah. I. I have to. I am bound to that thing that mm. means that I do not have the means to not be able but to work not if I don't want means to. Not making money. Can you live with that? That doesn't always mean that, though. It, How not? I mean, people have different situations. You can, mm-hmm. you know, have money in different way than yeah, having true. to work yourself. And yeah. and first of all, for me, finances is never a priority in my mm-hmm. life. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I don't maybe people will think I'm weird but mm-hmm. I don't aspire to like I'm not driven by by money that's yeah. what I'm trying to to say mm-hmm. obviously there are things that are good with money I'm not saying I hate money what I'm saying is I'm not driven by financial prosperity yeah. so first of all because of that mm-hmm. I guess my mindset is a bit different mm-hmm. but then also there's so many things you can do it's just now I'm like right I had a whole summer because I finished I quit my job and then I had one week notice and I finished um, on the 24th of June and then today is the 24th of August and I haven't been working I'm going back to work on the 1st of September to a new job and I am like oh everyone's saying oh you're excited I'm like 
excited did you tell me i'm excited to go back to work i had the best time like yeah. in this summer and i didn't holiday. i didn't do nothing mm. that's the thing it, yeah. I, I i didn't just stay home and i mean don't even there were times where i can just like if i want to do nothing i can which was the beauty of it but yeah. i did loads of things that yeah. i actually really wanted to be doing you know mm. like seeing people intentionally mm. building relationships um being able to do hobbies and mm. and things that I actually enjoy and then I feel like feed my soul. Mm. Um, I've been like setting up a business that at the moment can't be a, a full time job, but I'm like, yeah, I can just do that on the side. And yeah. because of that, I was like, maybe I should find a job that allows me to do a bit more of that on the side. But that's because I had time out mm-hmm. to actually be like, yeah, what do I want to do? Mm. And I've been able to serve more with like church and then even helping friends that were like can you look after my children or you know it's just so many things Mm -hmm. and i'm like that was because i had two months but if i had a lifetime of being able to just choose what i want to be i want to be doing Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i would be doing lots of things it just i wouldn't have to work in something that's like i have to because i have bills to pay yeah and Mm -hmm. You know, and then do a nine to five because you've got to put food on the table and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What day would you? Sounds like you would. No doubt. Me, I would. Bye. Yeah. I, when I met Eddie mm. and he was like, oh, what's your aspirations? Blah, blah, blah. I said to him, the first thing I said to him, I'm going to be a lady of leisure. <laughs> so you're going to need to earn a lot of money mm. at some point because that's my plan. I'm going to be a lady of leisure. And he was like, huh? I was like, yeah, like, do you know what? I've been working since I was 15. I'm 32 now. I'm 17 years. I've not been out of employment. The only time I've had time off is to take maternity leave for my children. Like, that's it. And even still, when I was on maternity leave, I was still working. Mm. Just just this last one, I was still working. Like, people were still messaging me saying, oh, do you know anything about this? And me never switch off i don't know why i just just mm. it was a good time to to probably have switched off you well, should have <laughs> lady taking well, your time i didn't um but yeah i would happily be a lady of leisure and when i mean lady of leisure i don't mean just sitting around in a parlor like what tanya yeah really i think it's that's a very that's, yeah that's not what it is type. <laughs> i think in order for me to be a successful mother mm, that's wrong i don't want to put myself in that category mm. i think I think I can do a much better job when I focus on one thing at a time or okay. or um, a collection of things that are related. Mm-hmm. So I I know that when I was off, my whole house was eating well. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, there were yeah. no, hardly any takeaways. Right. There was, yep. like, all the stuff was good. Like, people were shedding weight left, right and centre mm-hmm. because I was able to it's maintain... Yeah, when I was furloughed in lockdown, we had the best meals ever. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, my room wasn't a, a pigsty, which right. it is right now, because everything's cluttered in my head. I've yeah. got too many things to think about, yeah. including work, including mm. things that are going on in life. And it's just like, you know, things were just in order when I was off, because mm. I had time to stop and think. Mm. Like, I put Ari in a routine, you know, it's not often that, it, well, we, we got her, obviously got her home at three months, but she would have been just coming home as her due date mm-hmm. so it's not often that a two-week-old corrected age would be sleeping through the night mm-hmm. but I was able to do that implement routine 
have my head in the right place like mm -hmm. this is what's going to happen you know michael was sorted i didn't have to worry about that i was able to focus on things like his his schoolwork and like i was just able yeah. to be a very present person mm -hmm. now i've gone back to work you're divided and i'm so divided yeah. but because my work is actually quite intense you don't realize how intense it is until you're actually back in the role mm -hmm. and I'm constantly thinking about people. Mm -hmm. People, it's a it's a very person oriented. Absolutely. Job. And it's like you know, I have to deal with safeguarding issues all the time mm -hmm. with things at work. So these things are going around in my head, not mm -hmm. just like my family appointments and and um, you know like homework and and schedules. Managing Mike Micah's schedule is nuts. Like wow. I think about on a, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, how many clubs I take him to and those kind of things. It's just like trying to sort that out at the same time, now thinking about work and I'm thinking, well, there was a really big safeguarding issue today that's going around in my head. And I go to sleep sometimes and I dream about what happened. Like, it happens the to you too. Like, uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the thing that I totally get that some people, their work is a lot of their identity mm -hmm. and, and I'm, saying what I said doesn't mean that I think it's wrong for someone to want something that I don't want mm -hmm. but I think for me I just never saw work as mm -hmm. my identity or like mm -hmm. me it's just like it's a means to pay bills basically mm -hmm. yeah. this is where it is for yeah. me yeah. so that obviously I also do want to enjoy and then there's been like toxic work environment I've been in and that that's mm -hmm. separate but mm -hmm. it's like yeah, I never see that as that's actually my life. Mm. And I think because of that, then I would happily just do what actually one thing genuinely God wants me to be doing, which I'm trying to juggle doing um, mm. outside of work. Mm -hmm. But imagine if I had all this free time, mm. <laughs> you know, sure. to be able to do all these things. and just... You guys are creative, though. Yeah. I think you fill up your time really well, which I think is amazing. Um, I, I like this conversation. I think it, it's interesting to see how we've got very, not different perspectives, but different outlooks on how we view yeah. work and, and whatnot. And I think regardless of your out, your, not your outcome, your outcome, regardless of your current disposition, um, one thing we've all agreed is that it is important to strike that balance between work. Yeah. Regardless, even what you define work to be, if you're a working mum, if you're a mum, stay-at-home mum, if you're, you know, just working in general, um, I think it's important to find balance. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember hearing um, something quite... Well, it's recent enough that I've heard it again, but mm. I heard it again, I heard it before, years and years ago. But you have to think about the things that matter the most. Yeah. It's the yeah. first thing. Yeah. You can be in a job where you can break your back mm. time and time again for them, stay all the hours, get there early, mm. leave late, blah, blah, blah. But if you were to pass, mm. they would replace you in an exactly. instant, like, mm. gone. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then you have to then think, was that all that time at work worth it? Was That's it true. worth it amongst my friends? If you're not in a yeah. relationship, was it amongst my family and friends? Yeah. If you're in a relationship, was it worth it mm. for me to yeah. have left my, my, my partner mm -hmm. or children or whatever? Like. Mm. Where do do I even have friends mm -hmm. because I'm working all the yeah. time? Like I know I know people. I see it from afar that yeah. work. They work, work, work. But all you the don't time. know them anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't call them a friend. I can't. Yeah. I can't see that they have a, a connection, a relationship with other people. Yeah. It's so important mm. that balance. It, it, that is it's so the priorities that we were talking exactly. about earlier. You said it, exactly. You said it, and then yeah. like 
sometimes I've been guilty of this more than once and I think a lot of people are as well like obviously as Christians sometimes we're in situations where we're like this is definitely God that gave me this job yeah. <laughs> like for whatever reason yeah. and then it doesn't mean because of that it doesn't mean that this is you bound to that job yeah. for the rest of your life and yeah. I've been guilty of it sometimes yeah, thinking too. you know staying somewhere too long because yeah. I'm like yeah you but God gave me that job yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but so am I being ungrateful mm. like yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not that loyal when it comes to work because I'm like, why am I being loyal to yeah, you? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm loyal in other parts of my life, but yeah, sure. work's not really, not in that sense. Mm. Um, but for me, it's more like to do with I'm like, oh, but no, but you gave me that job and yeah. is it me being ungrateful or impatient or maybe I should just work more on my character? What does that even mean? Like, yeah. it's just sometimes it's for a short season, sometimes for a long season, you yeah. don't know, but there comes a moment where you actually know mm-hmm. and then you can overstay mm-hmm. your stay. Oh yeah. Um and that's that's where it becomes bad because yeah. because you should never be in that position. And yeah. even God doesn't want you to be in that position. So sure. He's probably thinking every time he's like, Okay, but that was like literally for a specific, a specific moment season, in your yeah. life and then now now you're doing you're you should be it. doing something that you yeah. should be doing and you're not doing it because mm. of that job and Yeah. Yeah, and then I I had a, a really, really bad work experience mm-hmm. that lasted two years, ended two years ago. Um, and, I mean, I'm still ripping the the effects from it. I had, like, a full burnout and breakdown, and, like, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, mentally, physically, just, like, every single part you can imagine mm-hmm. because of literally one person, mm-hmm. like, one boss. It's That's how toxic sometimes people can oh, be in your life sure. exactly. you know or situations for me it was yeah. one person some people it could be like the situation itself. environment yeah. and then i completely overstayed there yeah um but it came to a point where i was like am i actually going to die mm. <laughs> for that one person like it was literally like it was like, taken so much over your whole like your life that it's yeah just exactly and and don't get me wrong there's great things that came from it because then i've been able to go a bit like what jay was saying go to another job that i couldn't have gone mm-hmm. without yeah. without this and then even looking back i'm like i was totally unqualified and everything you can mm-hmm. imagine to go in that but that person gave me a chance but i'm like it's not that person it's actually god because from yeah, the beginning absolutely. there were behaviors that were clearly not mm not right and i'm like it's 100 percent god made him give me that job mm. that doesn't mean it was that person mm. which is then when i was like yeah actually god it was just for a specific period yeah. and then i moved on and then yeah it, it just shows that it's not it wasn't my priority it was i needed to work but so what was I telling myself was I need to maybe just work on my character. I was killing myself. Like I need to work on what? On like Mm. myself, yes, there are things that you still need to do. Like, you know, it was really hard but thinking, I still need to pray for that person. Like this is hard. But that that doesn't mean because you need to pray for that person that you need to stay Mm -hmm. somewhere that you are sick and that's exactly that's like killing you. Yeah. And I've prayed out one of my bosses. Mm. I've prayed him out. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna come into my job, the job that I'm good at, make my life hell for no reason? Mm-hmm. I thought, no, you're not from God. You're from the enemy, and I'm <laughs> yeah. praying you out. And I took my authority yeah. that I had been given yeah. from God, and I prayed him out, and he's gone. Mm. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 
like that. No, it's just it is important to to say God can put you in a situation or in a place. It doesn't mean you're there forever. Yeah. It can be for a very specific period of time, mm-hmm. and then at some point you will know, even if you don't want to admit it, mm-hmm. that it's time to go, mm-hmm. and. It doesn't mean straight away you go. I mean, although my last job, but literally just, I said to Joe, I think I need to quit. And then mm-hmm. I literally quit. I didn't even think <laughs> about it. Yeah. But so I know that was God making me do that because yeah. that's not normal for me to act like that. So that can happen, but that can also be a process, mm. you know, where it goes, but your, your mind is already doing the next stage. But also from that, God can heal you because yeah. when you've been in something very toxic, it can be a job, it can be a relationship, mm. it can be anything in life, but mm. God can heal, heal you. Sometimes mm. it takes time. I'm like two years plus still and I'm still like, oh my gosh, like this week I had to do my reference check for my new job and then obviously I had to put that person mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, like all the trauma comes back. But I'm like, Triggering. But yeah, yeah but then every time like, yeah, God, you've, you've done a healing already because... Yeah. I know this is not the same than two years ago, yeah. but it's still there and you still work on it. And then mm-hmm. after that, you still get great things. Like my job after was literally the complete opposite that what mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. previously. That person absolutely like, I was being told lies through that person that I'm worthless, that I won't ever find another job, that because I have an illness that's a disability, no one is going to want me, so they're actually doing me a favor by keeping me in the job. That, wow, that's tough. You know, like, honestly, and this is just a tip of the things that were being told to me. Like, it was just, it was crazy. It was mm. absolutely mental. And then it's the opposite that happened in my yeah. next job, and I'm like, wow, yeah. It's mm, yeah. like the healing that God gives you mm-hmm. and then he knows what you need mm-hmm. and also, he just puts you through that you serve. Yeah. yeah. And he he will grant you what you your heart's what desire. Your, yeah, what your heart's yeah. desire. God knows what we need. Ultimately that's you know, he he's the one. I think that's what for me what I've learned, the biggest lesson from work is that my job doesn't define me. My job yeah. doesn't provide for me neither. My yeah. God provides for me. Yeah. yeah so regardless of what role I'm in, even if I'm working as some lowly job that other people in inverted commas that is some lowly job that other people may look down upon if that's where god wants me to be that then that's where exactly where i'm meant to be um and i don't need to overwork myself and worry myself into into just anxiety because mm-hmm. of job because ultimately it's the lord that provides mm-hmm. for me what and would you lose sight as well and to lose sight yeah um like lose sight of what's important like you yeah. guys said yeah. about priorities you know there's, there's life outside of work um and don't be so wrapped up in your role that you you forget to connect with people around you yeah. um, because they're just as important, if yeah. not to me, more important. How sad it is when you mm. hear people, and that also happens, I want to say, in mm. ministry, where people that are like full-time ministers, mm. ministers, yeah, ministers. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot. That, so that happens, that can happen in every yeah. part of like type of job or like ministry yeah. and things. Where, how sad is it when then, you know, children grow up mm. and then they like never saw you yeah they missed that crucial yeah. and then yeah. you realize yeah. like later i mean i'm i've seen it and yeah. i'm like this is why i don't want this to happen to me mm-hmm. you know you realize like there's a divorce because yeah. you were never there for your spouse yeah. they they don't even know who you are anymore you yeah. don't know who they are because yeah. you've, you've, you've just lost never yourself present. in that role yeah. um there's you know children are like who the heck are you mm-hmm. and then you even like i don't know you like i've had that with um with my own dad and mm-hmm. it's it sad I mean like Rishi can get mended but mm-hmm. like 
if it gets mended, it means that it got to a breaking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know things where sometimes you you see people in relationship between like mm. uh, a parent and a child, and the parent thinks the child likes something. They're like that was when I was five. I'm literally yeah. like, you know, there's just so many things where you're like, was it really worth? Yeah. yeah. Like, was my job, whatever job it is, maybe you were like a pastor yeah. uh, maybe a full-time minister maybe it's that you are a because i've seen friends that are like uh, children of pastors and mm-hmm. that that happens a lot mm-hmm. but it could be that you're a doctor it mm-hmm. could be that you're mm-hmm. a businessman it could be that anything and the truth anything like yeah, literally sure. yeah. like killing yourself not killing your family and your situation mm. for that job and then <laughs> later on in Re- life when you're regretting reflect. it yeah 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 well, I really have enjoyed this conversation. I think I've less definitely learnt lessons because um, I feel like I probably lean more towards being a workaholic and um, especially preparing to be a married woman and all that stuff. It's important to to learn balance. Yeah, and, it's uh, too important. It's imp- and I feel like, you know what, in closing, I would love to pray. Uh, pray for the listeners, pray for us in this room. Um, yeah, Lord, I thank you for this conversation. I thank you for speaking through us and to us about rest and also working and how it is also biblical to work and equally biblical to rest and to create balance. Um, Father, give us wisdom to navigate the world of work and living because you know that we need to work to provide, you know, to put food on the table. Um, but also we need to be present in the lives of our loved ones and to be able to be present to you because you may be calling us to do things. So yeah. Lord, and I pray that God, you'd help us and give us the wisdom to say when to say yes, when to say no, when to say maybe, and when to wait on you, Lord. I thank you for our jobs. Thank you for providing, Lord, as we were saying, you are the provider. You are the one who gives us our employment. Um, and we also thank you for our friends and loved ones. We thank you for the community that enable us to enjoy life. Um, Father, be with us, protect us, and watch over everyone who's been listening. And I pray that, Lord, for those who need healing, even from horrible experiences at work, would you heal their hearts, oh Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I just want to touch on, because I I had thought of that, Mm -hmm. there's, um, for people that don't know, maybe need a reminder as well, there's, Mm -hmm. first of all, multiple scriptures about Mm -hmm. work and that you know that teach us how we should be at work as yeah. an employee as yep. an employer as yep. you know navigating that but as women because we're three women here mm-hmm. there's um proverbs 31 mm-hmm. that literally describes we often take as like we think oh this is what a man wants in a wife and then when you really dig what they they want in wife you're like but have you read proverbs 31 mm-hmm. because she does all these things you know mm-hmm. she's like she She's not just, like you were saying, staying at home doing nothing and having mm-hmm. her feet up and just waiting to be given money mm-hmm. to then be just only doing the cooking mm-hmm. or whatever. So if you are in a situation where you're a woman and you don't, you want to know what it's like to be a woman and the role of a woman, especially when it comes to work and mm-hmm. managing the household mm-hmm. and the children and the spouse, I really encourage you to read Proverbs 31 because sure. it describes all of it, like mm-hmm. how she goes at like work how she's like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. how she manages um her family life her home life mm-hmm. and then still with like god in mm-hmm. as the priority and all mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. it's just such a reminder of who we are mm-hmm. we should be striving to be like mm-hmm. and that goes for men as well i mean the 
this is like specifically a woman because you know plenty of reasons but even men like be encouraged that the bible shows you what you like the guideline yeah. of being you know the head of the household absolutely and even as a single oh, man if that's your case mm. so if you don't know where to look there's this big amazing mm. called the bible and hey. really also talk with other people like friends mentors because that person that's helped me mm-hmm. a lot you know you relate you like oh you've been in that situation too yeah. or you know if you're like tanya about to get into a different time of your life like mm-hmm. she's about to get married obviously she can come to people that are already married in that situation and mm-hmm. ask and and talk and to understand more and that goes with everyone so yeah, yeah. just find your community yeah. and engage engage yeah. i just have a little closing remark for myself as mm-hmm. well um i i used to be at a different church and like a few years ago i remember there was a teaching and he said I have to give him props for this because it was a really good um, sermon that he preached. But basically, it was Jesus is your qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter what you think you're good at. Doesn't matter what you um, perceive your grades and stuff. Like, like I said, that I wasn't qualified for that job, but Jesus mm-hmm. was my qualification in that mm-hmm. job. He yeah, validated same. me mm-hmm. and he elevated me into that role. And mm-hmm. he can do. If he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's listening. If you feel like, oh man, I don't have the qualifications for doing that. Yeah, you might not have the qualifications for doing that. Mm. Leave it with God. Mm-hmm. And he will be your qualification. Mm-hmm. He will be your validation. And that's always stuck with me because it's the truth yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. He opens doors that you think are, are, yeah. are well, that are otherwise close to you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, thank you guys for listening. We've really thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. We hope you have as well. Please, please, please do catch us on the next podcast. I'm sure it's going to be just as, if not more, interesting as the previous ones. And also, please, if you haven't done so, please go back and listen to the previous podcast. The previous one was about the Holy Spirit and there is so much truth in that podcast. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. We look forward to speaking or, yeah, speaking to you guys very soon. Bye. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>